the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming in town. Look at him. He's making a list. And he's checking it twice. He's gonna know who's been naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming in town. You hear me? Well, listen. Oh, he me, knows if you are sleeping. Hi there. Dennis Prager here. Santa Claus is coming to town. I hope that's true uh, for your home and that they will be a, a, a normal Christmas, if you have Christmas, and I hope most of you do. Well, anyway, what, what, what does one say about the devolution of society from the virus to crime to what is happening in our schools? I mean, it, it's really quite something. The, the combination of affluence and secularism produces a massive boredom, which produces the left. That's, that's the way it is. Not the poor people on the left. It's the rich board. The rich board, like Bill Gates, thinks that he uh, is saving the world as he ruins it. Yeah, that, that's that's the case with all these billionaires. Gee, how can I go with the flow and attack the greatest country ever made? You know, the greatest country ever made does not, for those of you who went to college and graduate school and may not follow this, the greatest country ever made does not mean a perfect country. By the way, the pursuit of a perfect country will r- destroy the country. It is hard enough to make truly decent individuals. Imagine a society of 350 million people. You need to have the vast, vast majority of them decent, rational begins, I think, with, I don't know how you can be irrational. You can be irrational in religious belief. This is a theory that I came up with years ago, which I see as so valid. The human being needs to have an irrational, a non-rational space. Irrational doesn't mean wrong, but not that it is not entirely reason-based. That's what the human being has to have. I have it. Look, I, I, I believe that God took the Jews out of Egypt. Is that a completely rational belief? 
Uh, it's reason-based, but it is not completely rational. That's why my Bible commentary is called the Rational Bible. I only use reason. But I acknowledge that there, there, there is arena, an arena in my life for the non-rational, which is extremely f- fulfilling. My love of music is not rational. How do you explain why I get the chills and sometimes tears at, at the end of a magnificent symphony? It's not rational. That's fine. But when you get into the public sphere or when you get into the guiding of your life, the, the non-rational can be very, very dangerous. So the, that's why I say secularism plus boredom equals leftism. See, the poor can't march for green power. It is not on their, on their list of things they want. In fact, it's on their list of things they don't want. I read to you the president, I believe, of, was, I think it was Uganda, but it was an African president, and he, he begged the world, please don't, don't pressure us to go green. We need to develop our economies to feed our people, and that has to be done with normal energy. You built a very wealthy Western world on oil, on fossil fuel, and now you tell us who are trying to get out of poverty, don't use fossil fuel. Environmentalism is the arrogance of the board, B-O-R-E-D. As is anti-racism. Of course, anti-racism is noble. Anti any evil is noble, but the movement is ignoble. The Pomona, California school district has taken back its decision to get rid of police from Pomona schools. Not one of those people will be fired for that evil decision, not to mention irrational, to get rid of police from schools in the Pomona School District. This is the beauty of being a leftist. You're always wrong, and you never pay the price. Ah, that is heavenly. You destroy and pay no price. What is violent crime up in the United States? I I will read to you the percentage later. An 81-year-old woman in Beverly Hills, 2.30 a.m. Beverly Hills got a lot of security. In Beverly Hills, a guy entered her home, and uh, she was there with her husband, and shot her to death, 2.30 a.m., Beverly Hills, California. It's coming to your area. NPR, National Propaganda Radio, during the riots had a woman who wrote a book titled In Defense of Looting. They interviewed her. Of course, it was a fawning interview. What does it take? Maybe maybe the answer is nothing. They're extending mask mandates now from January 8th to March 31st. It'll be two years that you can't see a face in an airport or an airplane. Oh, but if you're eating, it's fine. It's an amazing virus. It cannot be transmitted while one eats. 
It's the first virus in history for whom of whom that can be said. Right? That's awesome. Remember when they shut down restaurants and killed the businesses? Dear friend of mine, his business, uh, his, his, what, I want to use a word for uh, high-end, I guess, high-end pizza place, phenomenal pizza, here in Los Angeles, where I live, in the valley, as they call it, and uh, he had to sell his business. He moved to freedom in South Carolina. But in, the, but in the meantime, I could take my mask off and eat six inches from the guy next to me or the woman next to me on an airplane. Isn't that cool? While you eat on an airplane, you don't need a mask. And nobody seems to be dying. Dying, they're not even contracting the illness to get them sick. When the irrational takes over science, then we're in danger. That's what's happened. The irrational have taken over in science as well. I am uh, I am sort of transfixed by the story out of Michigan of that fifteen-year-old uh, monster who went in to murder as many of his schoolmates as possible. You know, now the story is he, he somebody said he was bullied. Somebody said he was bullied. Oh, now I know why he did it. He was bullied. Here's a thought. If every kid who was bullied shot up other kids, there would be no kids alive in this country. How many of you listening were bullied? What does it even mean to be bullied? What does it mean? The word has been so raped of meaning by the left, it could mean anything can mean a, a, a passing insult, which are a dime a dozen among kids. Kid, kidhood is one, is one way you get, you get a vaccine against hypersensitivity. You learn to take it when you're a kid. It's a, it's a preparation for life. Life is not easy. It has been so easy for so many, we have an active left in this country. But that's the irony. It's been, it's been so easy. They got him a lawyer. Hey, fine, in America, everybody gets a lawyer. He pleads not guilty. I mean, I, I'm sure there's, the lawyers recommended that. After all, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it goes to trial. They get, they get paid. Not guilty. It, it, it renders the legal system dystopian. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, 
and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. I just need my baby's arms wound around me tight. Oh, Santa, give my please. Okay, let me take a challenge. I love them. Howard in Philadelphia, thank you for calling. Hey, Dennis. Hi. Listen, you've invented the first vaccine in the history of medicine. I what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed, I missed the word. I what the first vaccine? You invented. You okay. Said that this is the first vaccine that can't be transmitted by eating. But according to you, it's the first vaccine that can be treated with an antiparasitic, hydroxychloroquine. There's never been a virus that can be treated with an antiparasitic. Are you a doctor? virus that can be treated. I'm just curious. It's not a a challenge. Are you a doctor? Yes. I thought so. Only doctors can speak this with such certitude and not know what they're talking about. You don't know anything about the effect of hydroxychloroquine in saving lives. You're killing people, doctor. No, you're killing people by providing misinformation to the public. Okay, one of us. FDA, one of us is FDA responsible approved. for death. I agree. Yes. I agree Yesterday, with you. The FDA approved an antiviral, Monlupivir. Yeah. How much does it cost? How much does steroids cost? How much how, did that how, 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 cost? Fine. I didn't. I didn't I, wait. I thought the issue. I thought the issue was hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and ivermectin. Do you deny that they have no, saved lives, doctor? Do you deny that? Ever treated a virus. Okay, so, do you not deny, all right, if you're not going to answer me, I'm hanging up on you. Do you what's deny the, that the they have saved lives? There is no evidence that any of them are effective. Or okay, effective. you don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it's, you, he doesn't, it's, it's frightening. What, the corruption of the medical establishment is new to me. I, I venerated doctors. It is corruption. It's a herd most doctors are in a herd. Victor Zelenko, a doctor in New York, has saved hundreds of lives with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Ivermectin has saved the lives of probably hundreds of thousands of people in India. He literally doesn't know what he's talking about. What do I care? Do I have an investment in ivermectin? Why would I push this, my friends? Why would I push it? The medical profession said vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. First vaccine approved in such a small period of time when they had a cheap alternative, but it makes no money for big pharma. And doctors like the one who called are the, are the useful idiots of the pharmaceutical companies. It's $12 for a whole dose of, of, of ivermectin. It'll be $800 or whatever it will be when they come out with an ivermectin clone, practically. It's, it's scary. Because a lot of your doctors, look, I, I have it in my life. My doctor, thank God, knows that ivermectin saves lives. 
They printed a study, uh, a, a phony study in Lancet and the New England Journal of Medicine, which was retracted two weeks later as being a phony study because they so wanted at the New England Journal of Medicine and Lancet, the two most prestigious journals, two of the most prestigious, they so wanted to crap on uh, and, and deny the effectiveness of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with zinc. So they published a, 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 a truly made-up study by a made-up group. The group has disbanded that sent the study in, but they published it. Of course they retracted it. They had no choice. Why did they publish it? Because they wanted to join the pharmaceutical industry bandwagon for vaccination. I've never said the vaccine doesn't work. I've never said it. I've never implied it. I don't know how well it works. It is no doubt it has it is saved lives. I have no doubt about it. How's that, folks? But I, I equally have no doubt that ivermectin has saved lives. I also believe the vaccine has taken lives. This is a, this is a problem that the country is not allowed to address because Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Google will not allow that to be addressed. That was a scary call. Well, if you're still listening, I will bet you a serious amount of money, and I have no gambling instinct, that you will turn out to be wrong. And I hope you will believe in penitence, because you will. The, 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 the medical profession has a lot to be penitent for. How many, how many, peop, how many doctors and, and nurses? came out on behalf of of the protests of last year and said, oh, yeah, that's true, they don't wear masks, and they're all congregated together in the tens of thousands, but anti-racism is a health matter. Is Is that medical corruption or not? Masks save lives, except if you demonstrate on the left. Then then the masks are irrelevant because you're saving lives with your protests. That's right. They came out with that. You read, uh, you read the book on Fauci uh, by, uh, by Robert Kennedy Jr. and the amount of information, footnoted information, on, on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine it, it is astounding. It is astounding. The number of doctors who would have to be called liars. Oh, they, I didn't, I didn't. You will have to say their reports of saving lives are not true. That's what doctors like the one who called in would have to say. Dr. Rish of uh, Yale, epidemiologist, I believe he's an epidemiologist, is among the many doctors, prominent, I mean, big-time doctors, who believe that the medical profession has killed hundreds of thousands of Americans because it didn't pursue therapeutics. That's quite a charge, my friends. Quite a charge. It's never been made in American history that the medical profession killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. I'm not talking about 200,000 who die of hospital mistakes. We're talking about a deliberate misuse of medicine because they, f- they went with the herd. 
This is unprecedented in American history. One of the many things the left has destroyed. The American Medical Association. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. I have a very important guest waiting. I will be with her in just a moment. I just want to take quickly, I'll ask the doctor calling in, Fred in San Francisco, California. Hi, Dennis Prager. Yeah, hi, Dennis. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm a big fan, and it's very simple. When you look at an antiviral, first of all, I've been working in virology for about 12 years. I have a neurovirology company. I taught at Harvard for nine years. I was at Walter Reed. I was proud to say that Barry Goldwater was one of my patients. When you look at an antiviral, you look at the toxicity and you look at something called the EC50. Um, and if the EC50 of two agents are the same, then the efficacy is the same. If the safety measures are the same in terms of animal tox, uh, it typically will project to human uh, safety as well. So, for example, I, I had a drug tested at Mount Sinai. When I called about our drug, they told me the EC50 of hydroxychloroquine was exactly the same as remdesivir, the IV drug by Gilead. And as you know, hydroxychloroquine uh, is given without a prescription in Japan to pregnant women, and their FDA is much more stringent on safety than ours. And the same thing with ivermectin. Now, the problem is they've never funded the trial sufficiently because, as you say, they push the vaccine, but... You know, if the EC50 is good... All right, so answer me one thing. should be good. I have to go and and want to go to my guest. I just want to ask you... You're you're, you're right. You're right. I I know. In this instance, I don't believe I'm right. I know I'm right. So I I just want to ask you, as as someone who knows so much more than I about science and and about virus specifically, why would that doctor who called in from Philadelphia say what he did? Well, you know, just like George Soros has had an effect on district attorneys, uh, there's a George Soros type effect in med schools for the last 30, 40 years. It's bizarre. And, um, I, I, you know, it's complicated how med schools have changed in terms of their mm-hmm. worldview. There's an indoctrination that goes on. And, uh, you know, it's a whole other story. But It is. All right, you know what? I want that story. I would like to be in touch with you. Please send me an email. Uh, uh, at com. There are so many wonderful doctors out there whose voices need to be heard. Talking about voices that need to be heard, there is a woman who has written a truly, truly significant book, Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy. 
She is at Newsweek. She is the deputy opinion editor at Newsweek. And she she's co-host of New Week's podcast, The Debate. Has a PhD from Berkeley. I don't hold it against her. And uh, <laughs> I love that you left. I think I think that's precious because normally, if I hear someone has a PhD from anywhere, uh, I assume they don't think clearly. So I hold it against myself. <laughs> okay, you're you're terrific. Why didn't I discover you earlier? That'll I got to read a sentence from your book, which if if that's not recommend immediate recommendation there uh, for everybody to get this book there can be no moral panic without the media oh god so i'm so curious about you and uh, obviously about the book again the book is bad news it's a great title by the way it's up at dennisprager.com folks and it, it's it, it, i tell you there are some truly significant books and this is one of them so, oh, I didn't even tell everybody your name. That's really Batya Unger Sargon. Not, it's not exactly Mary Jones. <laughs> I have to say, it's a new one for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you're, you're a delight. Where are you, by the way? I'm in Brooklyn, Ir HaKodesh. <laughs> oh, God. She said in, uh, hilarious, in Hebrew, the, the holy city. That is correct. If you read Isaiah properly, it's, from Brooklyn shall go forth the law and the word of, of the Lord from Flatbush. This is, I know that. that that's, that's the Brooklyn. Why are you in Brooklyn? I don't know, man. I don't know. First of all, thank you so much for having me. This is truly an honor. I'm really, really, I feel so blessed to be able to talk to you about my book and about your work and uh, even thank from you. Brooklyn. <laughs> well, look, I know it well. I I grew up there. Uh, all right. We have a lot to talk about. And, and I'm so, by the way, it's a credit to Newsweek that you are an associate editor of the opinion. I called the editor about six months ago. And and said to her, if she's still editor, uh, you you you've you've really made Newsweek significant. So I, I'm going to get back to that. The book, folks, is bad news. This is one of the books I, I consider essential. Dennis Prager here for a wonderful new sponsor, Blessed by Israel. That's B U I. It's a play on words, a good one. Blessed by Israel. Yes, you already know by listening to my show for years that I've been blessed by Israel many times, and many of you have as well. Now, I have a way for you to share your blessings with others. Blessed by Israel. Blessed by Israel, quite simply, is a way for you to support the people and small business owners in Judea and Samaria by purchasing high-quality products at very affordable prices. Products ranging from various selections of olive oil, stunning jewelry, beautiful ceramics, delicious honeys like citrus or wildflower, cosmetics, coffee and teas, soaps, and so much more. More. Meet their friends Baruch and Batya, who started Israel Ceramics, or Sarah Feld, who brings you her beautiful collection of Israeli jewelry. Read these inspiring stories along with many others on their website, Blessed By, that's B-U-Y, BlessedByIsrael.com. BlessedByIsrael.com, B-U-Y, BlessedByIsrael.com. Visit today and order for Christmas. With your help, we're strengthening the courageous families, rebuilding the heartland of Israel. <laughs> City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. 
in the air. Yes, indeed. I, I, I love this music, as you well know. just want to remind you, as I return to my remarkable author, that instead of the annual campaign in the Christmas season for the Salvation Army, which has lost its moral way as the left has taken over another institution, and uh, people send me mail that the Salvation Army keeps defending itself, they don't apologize. So they're, they're, they don't say, yeah, we were wrong. They didn't, they didn't fire anybody. Whites are the enemy, basically, okay? That's, that's what they have been. It's been an Ibram X. Kendi paper that they circulated at there. So this year I am raising funds as I did last year for this beautiful program of giving kids who have a parent in prison a Christmas gift, ideally from the parent. It's, it's, a, it's called the Angel Tree Campaign. Please donate as you have every, uh, every Christmas season, whatever your faith, that they could have this. That's a banner at my website for the Angel Tree Campaign or call 888-206-2801, 888-206-2801. My guest is, there's a, a review on Amazon that actually compares her to Charles Dickens. I don't know if you even read it. You were described as Dickensian. No, no, uh, it's a great credit to you. This is a powerful work. It's called Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy. By the way, what is your PhD in? My PhD, <laughs> I like to say it's in nonsense because it is, but uh, it's in English literature. Well, if it really is English literature, of course, you can get uh, a BA in English at UCLA without having read Shakespeare. So, uh, But I assume in your case, you did read Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I did read Shakespeare. Yes, I did. Um, I have to tell you a couple of things. The first is your um, your. Your charity just brought tears to my eyes. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I want to make a quick point about two of your ads. The first was for um, pain relief, and I, it, that ties into a thesis of my book, which is that the mainstream liberal media has abandoned the working class. And I think you can really see that by the ads that you run, for example, someone who does have a working class audience versus the ads that you'll see on, for example, MSNBC. So your ad was for pain medication because a lot of your listeners are people who use their bodies to work for a living and have injuries mm. probably from that work that causes them pain. And your advertisers know who your listeners are. You go to MSNBC and the number one advertisement is for you know cosmetic dental surgery, right? That, that tells you everything that you need to know. You had a second ad about the importance of having the father in the home um, and there were some um, you know, people from specifically the black community in the ad. And I, I just want to say, you know, so my book is very much about how the liberal elites have abandoned the working class of all races, most profoundly the descendants of slaves, the black community with this language of this academic language of wokeness. But what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me here is why aren't the Republicans just going into these communities and offering things like Oof. school choice and law and order, protecting black children from being murdered. Why aren't they picking up the slack? It is such an easy lift. And these people need advocates. They need autonomy. They need the dignity of working class life and jobs that's been robbed from them of both sides. And I, maybe you can help me understand that. This is something that really distresses me. <laughs> A lot there. 
No, it's not a lot there. It's not that it's a lot there. It, my silence is the silence of, of acknowledgement. Since you know Hebrew, silence is like agreement. Uh, I, I understand what you just said. I, I said when I became a Republican that I went from the bad party to the stupid party. And it's not as stupid as it was when I joined in the Reagan era. But it, it is a pro- good people don't know how to fight. And in mm-hmm. one sentence, that is the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Bad people only fight and they know how to fight. And good people, first of all, good people don't even want to fight. They want mm-hmm. to be with their families, with their hobbies, with their friends, with their religion. Politics is not central to conservatives' lives. Mm-hmm. So to activate, it's not central to my life, and I have to talk about it every day. And I'm, I'm a big fighter, but it's not central to my life. I much, much prefer writing my Bible commentary. But that's not true for a leftist. This is everything. Anyway, you, you asked a great question. So when did, first of all, I'm curious. When you were at Berkeley, did you have these views? <laughs> okay, so um, I when I was at Berkeley, I was not woke, but I did get woke subsequently and then had to be deprogrammed. So I went through a, a, a woke stage, I would say. When I was at Berkeley, I was not woke. But let me tell you something I think you might find interesting. Um, the reason I say my PhD is in nonsense is this. I was working on 18th century uh, studies. So I was working on uh, you know, political theory of the 18th century and the, and the early novel. Now, here's the thing about working on books that have been around for 300 years, is that people who are smarter than you have been reading those books for 300 years. And so all of the things that are true about those books have already been said. But in order to have a career as an academic, you can't just say, oh, you know what? They actually got this right in 1925, you know, that commentary by Carlyle or whatever. He got he got it right about John Locke. You can't have a career if you say that, right? So you have to make something up. Like the 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 emphasis is on being original, which means that there mm. actually is a bias against telling the truth within oh, academia, within oh, the um the humanities. <laughs> How did I find you? <laughs> Cooped up in some I don't are you in an apartment or a house? In an apartment. Oh, no. Oh, is that painful? Oh. Okay. Listen, the fact that you have such a cheerful personality in an apartment in Brooklyn is a credit to you. But never, nevertheless, no, you are, you, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I just did yesterday, I, uh, uh, Tuesday, for an hour. It's the task of every generation to pass on the greatest works of the previous generations. Not to be original. Originality is not, it's not a virtue. It's not a sin, but it's not a virtue. God, this woman is amazing. And the book is, read the reviews of it on, 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 uh, on Amazon. Bad News, and stay, please stay with me, Batya. Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy. The Dennis Prager Show. I bet that... Batya Unger Sargon has never been introduced with chipmunk music. Is that correct? Is this a first for you? <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I just want you to know, Batya, that uh, an, a very great compliment to you took place while uh, we had a break. My engineer, who was somewhat jaded after 
working with me for 206 years, said, she's terrific. you got to have her on again. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes. You, you can send Sean flowers. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> well, I will. I will have you on again. You're, you're a find. The book, my friends, is bad news. And you, you should write, seriously, I think you should write a book on your own evolution from, you know, Berkeley PhD in, in, in English to, to, to an awareness of what, of what is happening to journalism and, and to America. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't find myself very interesting, but I will tell you something that I think you will find interesting is that this was not the book that I initially wanted to write. I wanted to write a book about um, how Americans are a lot less divided than our politicians and our media want us to think. I was doing a lot of reporting from the South during the Trump era, and I was, you know, shocked, shocked at what I found as this like, you know, lefty, because I am a lefty, lefty New York journalist went down into the South expecting to find, you know, racism around every corner. And instead, what I found was black and white Americans coming together at church, coming together in community. Like you said, no one talks about politics. No one thinks about politics. And I wanted to write a book called A More Perfect Union about how Americans are finally united around, you know, the values that this great nation was founded on. And I couldn't sell it. I just couldn't. No, every editor said to me, there's no market for this. And oh, my God, I know it's depressing, right? (laughs) Yes, it is depressing. By the way, I, I've become such a fan of yours through the book and through talking to you right now that I just want to say to you, you must tell your publisher to put out an audible of your book. I, well, yeah, I really hope they do. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. Yes. No, it, 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 it deprives you of even more people, and, and they need to know your work. The book, my friends, is bad news. If you want to know what happened to journalism, this is the book to read. Well, Batya, you are a joy, and we've definitely, this is only the beginning of our time together. So thank thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir, for having me. A real honor. Thank you. Thank you as well. My friends, we're going to go to Austria when we come back. I'll explain that. Don't forget, you can watch these interviews. They're they're on the SalemNewsChannel.com. You could see my guests as well as hear them. And please go to the Angel Tree Campaign and donate. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.